one thing is like when you're talking about startup anyone going for a startup more of a way of living not the money or income that keeps you going but the madness to deliver and the constant challenges and it becomes a way of life so one thing is sure either you will win or you will learn and you will keep learning until you keep winning everybody that is my guest Varun Goenka he's the CEO and co-founder of ChargeUp so ChargeUp offers the simple solution of battery as a service to a growing community of 2.4 million e-rickshaws so in this episode he talks about how he got started by talking to over 500 drivers he found some huge huge pain points on the way so we'll explain what they are it talks about working backwards to create product market fit which they did in 12 months it talks about traction talks about the business model Talks about how they use technology and data to grow the business, for example, in, in driver behavior, patterns, performance analytics, and how they leverage that data as well. It's very, all very interesting. It talks about the positive impact they have on drivers' earnings and the environment. Uh, talks about trying influencer marketing. Talks about partnerships with dealers. Talks about how fast they're growing. Uh, thoughts on the oil fossil companies as well. And finally, he talks about why having a growth mindset is very important in the startup world and why being a backbencher at school helped and much much more so please the show thank you hello Varun uh, thank you for coming on the show today thanks Neil thanks for having me awesome stuff uh, please tell the listeners what you're building Neil we are building uh, you know India's largest battery swapping network and where we are catering to already existing 2.4 million electric three wheelers on Indian road Awesome stuff. And how did you come up with the idea? So basically, you know, I met my co-founder Akshay three years back. Actually, he saw a big market in this electric three-wheelers. In India, there are more than 2.4 million e-rickshaws on road. They were already struggling with some battery technology. So during our research phase, you know, when we were meeting all the stakeholders, uh, we found there's a huge pain point for this market to grow, an electric vehicle market to grow. We saw that battery swapping is the only solution which can solve this. So we started by working backwards to create the right product market fit and that's how the charge up was born awesome. so what do you actually offer so we offer battery as a service where uh, we offer advanced lithium batteries which the drivers doesn't have to purchase they can just pay per use and uh, we provide that through our network of battery swapping station and can you share some stats um you know how, how many users have you got how many users have you got how many charging stations have you got how, how are things going how many cities you're in perhaps See, currently we are into Delhi only, yeah. Delhi NCR. Mm-hmm. The uh, majority of the density of this vehicle is in Delhi NCR. Currently we have uh, 14 charging uh, swapping stations in Delhi itself. And uh, we have more than 400 uh, vehicles who are doing a daily swap with us. Is it what you expected? Oh, it's, it's, it's going good. In fact, uh, you know, interestingly, even uh, the pandemic didn't, uh, you know, hampered our the market because shared mobility is the cheapest form of mobile last mile connectivity available and uh, even during the lockdown we have been operating at a 60-65% capacity so uh, yeah you mentioned research uh, so let's go back to the early days then who did you ask what you know you mentioned stakeholders and what, what questions did you ask and- so we first uh, the first stakeholders were the drivers mm-hmm. the e-rickshaw drivers so we reached out to more than 500 drivers you know who were already running these e-rickshaws uh, we reached out to their houses we did a lot of uh, you know we travelled along their e-rickshaws to understand their pain points, their earning potentials, how much they earn daily, how much they spend daily, and what is stopping them or, uh, you know, or stopping their growth. Along with that, we also met the, you know, the manufacturers of the conventional batteries, the dealers, uh, the vehicle manufacturers. So we tried to understand how the system was working, you know, because there was not enough government support at that point of time. And still the market had grown big, but still it was not able to cater the demand. 
And in terms of the drivers, what, what question did they ask then? So drivers, we were trying to understand what is their daily, you know, what is the radius of their work? Uh, how much kilometers they do every day? How much they earn every day? How much they spend every day? And uh, what are the heads on which they're spending? And interestingly, what we found that the drivers were working only in a 10 kilometer radius because there was a range anxiety among the drivers. And they were able to earn hardly 800 to 900 Indian rupees per day by spending 150 rupees a day. Uh, what our services enabled them was they were able to move from 10 kilometer radius to a 50 kilometer radius and uh, increase their earning potential from 800 to 1500 rupees a day. Uh, did you get any sort of negative feedback as well? When you're trying to obviously you're trying to pitch this as a, as just an idea? Yeah, yeah. Actually, during the research, we definitely got a, a lot of negative feedback from the stakeholders, like the you know the battery, the vehicle manufacturers, the battery dealers. So they were apprehensive on two points. One, the driver is not going to pay so much for, uh, you know, rental of batteries. Secondly, there was an apprehension on the theft of the batteries. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And what, what, were your, what were your sort of thoughts behind that? How, how would you overcome those, those, those challenges, those difficulties? Frankly, uh, you know, the, uh, both the apprehensions were not uh, actually correct because primarily the drivers were happy paying, uh, you know, pay per use instead of owning the asset. And because it was helping them to increase their earning potential. And secondly, you know, the batteries are never stolen by the drivers. It is a community working. It helps them to grow their earnings. So they were not the thief. You know, they are professional thieves, which we countered through our tech, you know, IT, IoT, which we build up around the battery by geofencing. Talk, talk about how the technology sort of drives your company then. When we say technology, there are two parts of it. One is the battery technology. Uh, on which my co-founder Akshay is an engineer and much more, I would say, uh, focused on building a very strong battery tech. Second, uh, and this battery tech is actually helping us to give an assured kilometers to the drivers. Mm -hmm. You know, that's building a trust among the stakeholders. Second is the IT infra. Uh, I, you know, electric vehicles, if you see, there is a lot of influx of data and connectivity. So with the IT infra, we are capturing all the driver behavior, their driving patterns, the vehicle information, the battery, uh, you know, the battery performance, which is helping us to enhance our services, and further, these data will be leveraged, you know, in this ecosystem. Yeah. yeah. How will you leverage that that information then? Let me give you a few examples. Like today, we have four hundred vehicles on our platform. We know that this year, out of that, at least hundred vehicles are going to be, you know, uh, there's an end of life, and these drivers will be looking for a second, a new vehicle. So we can use that data and our network to sell them new vehicles, understanding their requirement of a vehicle, whatever vehicle is required. Uh, secondly, if you see, we have a data of uh, how the vehicles are performing, whatever wear and tear is there. So that helps the insurance companies as well to formulate a better insurance package for the vehicle. Thirdly, we also get a data on the daily, uh, the routes the drivers are using, the timings which they are congregating. So this helps us to, you know, actually formulate a demand scenario for the drivers. That's interesting stuff. That after you did the research, uh, right. what did you and you spoke to the five hundred drivers? What did you do? What did you do next? We, you know, Akshay, we started this charge up and we uh, started our first uh, battery swapping station in Delhi. Mm -hmm. That was the starting. Yeah, initial first three four months was a little difficult in terms of understanding the pricing mechanism, how the drivers are how to, what is the go-to-market strategy, how to attach the drivers to the station, what type of IT infra we need to build. But, you know, uh, it took us almost a year's time to get the right product market fit and get the 
right pricing methodology, uh, driver behavior. And post that, we started expanding our network. So how, how did you get your first customers then? No, so we did a lot of marketing activities. Yeah. Uh, we did a lot of road shows. We tried to uh, get the, do influencer marketing. You know, there are influencers among the driver community. And also we tried to, you know, we did a lot of uh, subsidizing the prices initially mm-hmm. to build the behavior pattern. Yeah, what, what worked in terms of marketing and what didn't work in terms of marketing? So uh, in terms of influencer marketing, uh, worked really well. See, doing road shows and marketing activities was more of an awareness program. But what worked really was, you know, uh, interestingly, these drivers' batteries, what they were using conventionally, were all, uh, you know, uh, they die out in six to eight months' time. So finding those drivers whose batteries have already depleted, that was the key uh, point for us. So we started doing a lot of free service camps for the drivers, which gave us the real data of the consumer, and they we could sh- switch them to our platform. And interestingly, you know, uh, Neil, all our batteries, are agnostic to the make of vehicle. It can fit in any vehicle without any retrofitting. Um, yeah, how, how long does it take to charge then? And you know, how, how many kilometers can I get out of it? So, uh, basically, we give per swap 80 kilometers. And uh, you know, uh, for us, it takes around three hours to charge. So we have a whole charging cabinets where all the batteries are charged together. Okay, okay. So it's just this is just like a, a, swap, a swappable service. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, so yeah. it takes less than less uh then a minute you know less than two minutes to swap a battery that's i would say even lesser than you know getting your uh car fueled yeah yeah, yeah. So, i suppose that's better than just doing this the straightforward charging point right yeah yeah See, uh so it's a per swapping point uh so we are not giving the charging services yeah. because charging it anyways it will take uh it will be opportunity loss for the drivers so yeah it takes time and then it requires a real uh more uh, real estate infra. What, what did the first prototype look like then? See, uh, the first charging point which we found was actually uh, owned by ChargeUp. We owned, it's a, it's a, you know, I would say a 200 square feet space uh, in the areas where these e-rickshaws congregate. You know, it was within their route. But uh, subsequently, we started uh, doing a dealer, a franchisee model where these, uh, you know, we started utilizing the existing dealers in the market to set up the charging infra. Yep. And how do you find dealing, you know, doing doing partnerships with the dealers then? So, see, uh, interestingly, if you see today in any business, um, the dealers whom we identified are the battery dealers who are there already in the market. So we gave them a proposition where they don't have to invest into the batteries. So, you know, there was no working capital required, no marketing, no service. They just leverage their space and the manpower, which gives them, you know, a 100% return on their investment per annum and a, a good re- recurring revenue. Very good, that one. Um, yeah, fast are you growing now then? Uh, we have been growing 40% month on month, uh, adding a station every week. We have reached a milestone of uh, 3 million kilometers we have done till date. Oh, nice. Uh, zero kilometers. Is that, is that what you expected or...? Uh, um, see, last three, four months has been really great in terms of when we started expanding. So, you know, the more stations we have added, the more drivers we have added to our station. Um, you know, currently we are, I would say by kilometers, we are the largest battery swapping company. Monthly, we are doing uh, close to five to six lakh kilometers. How, how does how does the business model work? So business model was very clear uh, from our side. Uh, we were building the trust and convenience for our consumers. Trust in terms of a short kilometers and convenience by giving a nearest battery swapping station. So we started with our brand promise of, you know, two that 
the battery swapping should not take more than two minutes. Charge of stations should be available at every two every two kilometer radius, and it should give them two x returns. So. Uh, our business model, we are building up network with these franchisees on a partnership basis. And uh, through this, we are servicing the e-rickshaw drivers. Our model is asset light and operational light. You know, these batteries, we are not buying. We are also leasing these batteries. Ah, okay, interesting. So, so let's say I buy f- a franchise from you. I pay you the license fee. Do, do, right. do I then just keep all the profits myself then? Or do I still need to pay you some money? How it happens, it's a revenue sharing model. Okay. You know? So per swap, what we earn, we give you a percentage of that of revenue, which covers your expenses and gives you a good uh, you know, net margin on that. Awesome stuff. What, what excites you most about what you're doing then? Uh, see, um, the most exciting thing, if I say there are two things. Uh, one, the network which we are building, um, this is going to be like a lifeline for the whole EV industry, two wheelers and three wheelers. Uh, you know, this will help in reducing the cost of the vehicle because 40% cost of the vehicle is batteries. And, you know, this will also help them to pay per use. So there's no range anxiety. So this is going to actually, you know, be as a catalyst to for the whole ecosystem to grow. Secondly, you know, there's a good satisfaction on the uh, impact which being created. Uh, impact on the drivers because their livelihoods got got better and they're earning almost double the revenue what they were doing before. And secondly, of course, you know, the environmental concerns, if you see the pollution levels and vehicle emission is the highest in India. Mm -hmm. It is definitely. It's very exciting to build this uh, whole network in Indian ecosystem. And India, if you see, it's not just one country. We always say India is almost, you know, it's like 26 different countries. Every state has got its own way of working and problems. So, you know, making a way out of that and building a company in this sector, I think is a exciting phase. Yeah, sounds exciting. Um, how big do you want to go with this then? Because obviously you're in Delhi at the moment. See, uh, in next two years, we are looking to go another 10 cities and build 1,000 more stations. Our ultimate aim is in next six years, we are going to build 10,000 stations to cater 1 million electric vehicles on our platform. Yeah, so what about the... Um, obviously, you got like oil companies, fossil fuel companies, you know, these... these these are big players. What what are your thoughts on you know those type of companies? You know, obviously, there's still big big players in the in the market. Firstly, uh, Neil, the market is large enough to accommodate number of players. Number one. Number two, the bigger the player, he takes his own course of time to enter a market and try to you know. So uh, they don't have that bigger risk appetite. Whereas a startup, which is where the founder himself is involved in building that company, you know, with a bigger risk appetite, I think is a with that focus and persistence, he's able to build a dent in that business. Let's talk about you then. Uh, what, what's your background? You know, I actually come from a city called Guwahati, mm-hmm. uh, northeast of India. I come from a privileged business family uh, where, you know, I've been working since the age of 18 years. Okay. So last 20 years uh, of experience and with a lot of failures and learnings have been there. I shifted to Delhi 14 years back to start something on my own. And I started my first uh, company into clean tech and solar energy, where we were doing trading of green certificates and putting up solar power projects. But what advice would you give our listeners in building a startup? What should, what should they be focusing on perhaps? Frankly, right now, I myself, I'm taking a lot of advices, but uh, with the limited knowledge, what I have and seen is, you know, I always believe in one of the uh, teachings from Bhagavad Gita, which is buy yourself, better yourself. Don't look at others. You know? So customers are your best investors. Try to be the best and useful for your customers and success and size are side effects. And what, what sort of qualities should uh, entrepreneur have? I think, uh, you know, a growth mindset and persistence are two really important uh, qualities 
uh, and you know, to, and further developing, I would say, developing people skills and financial discipline are a real important thing for any entrepreneur. Mm. What What are you working on right now, then? So right now, uh, you know, we are actually working on building a network for B two B deliveries. If you see the e commerce industry, you know, it is uh, all thriving on a delivery network. Yeah. And uh, this delivery network, uh, firstly, uh, on the sustainability commitment has to be shifted to electric vehicles. Plus, it also helps them to reduce their cost substantially. So we are trying to build a network also and working for a B2B company as a pilot to support them with our battery swapping network. Yeah. How's that working out for you? How's that going? Oh, it's going good. Um, in fact, it's, uh, I would say, more uh, assured business from the B2B and uh, it's more exciting because uh, you know if you see... Uh, the whole economy today is looking at e-commerce industry where, you know, various giants are fighting. So this delivery network is the, I would say, the backbone of it. So being a service provider to that network and helping that to grow is really exciting. You know, it's like there's a lot of complex problems which we are trying to solve. Yeah, yeah. Sounds interesting. What 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 type of problems, what type of complex problems are you trying to solve? See, uh, basically what happened is... Um, any B2B delivery, they have a regular, they have a certain payload requirement mm. of, and they have a kilometers requirement, which cannot be fulfilled by any vehicle because, you know, that makes the whole proposition way expensive and there is a high downtime. So we are trying to work with the vehicle manufacturer parallelly so that, you know, the company can just buy the vehicles without battery and we can leverage them through our battery and IT technology where they can pay per kilometer, reducing the cost and maintaining the uptime. So, you know, there is a uh, intervention of the vehicle manufacturer, uh, battery manufacturer, so all, and the end consumer. So together, it the whole problem is a little complex. Interesting stuff. Um, is the sort of is the Indian government helping you then? Are they sort of helping you out with loans or grants? So Indian government uh, till now has been really uh, good in their support in terms of uh, you know they have done certain subsidy on the vehicles. Mm. Uh, secondly, the biggest thing they have allowed uh, to sell vehicles without pre-fitted batteries, which is a huge support for swapping network. Yeah. But uh, what we look forward for the Indian government as a call to action is, you know, they should definitely get this into a priority sector lending and uh, help in, the, you know, low cost lending to yeah. this industry. So in terms of um, your, your sort of career, um, what, what's been like the most important day in your career? See, uh, Neil, I, I don't come from a, a high education like engineering or any background. For me, uh, coming from a small town without any such uh, educational background, and shifting to such highly technical businesses like solar and EV and able to scale this up has been a really exciting phase for me. And, you know, uh, so, and uh, in terms of business, uh, uh, you know, I, I really admire, uh, you know, the chairman of Motherson, Mr. Vivek Chan Sehgal. Meeting him and getting him as my mentor was, uh, I think, a, a turning point for my career. Oh, nice. What, what questions did you ask him then? Don't ask that. I I I asked him too many questions, but uh, you know, uh, interestingly, uh, Mr. Segal, who started, who doesn't had any such education background or a business background, started small and today present in you know uh, more than forty one countries, 
one of the largest automobile company and very strongly rooted with Indian culture and beliefs. That's good. That. What 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 advice would you give to someone who wants to do something similar to you, like a, a clean tech startup? Because you've done solar and EV. You know, I I would uh, ask him to just focus on two things. One, first, try to build a real good team. Uh, you know. Because market products, everything can change, but team doesn't change. The first is formation of a good team, and uh, second, of course, you know, uh, be more uh, passionate, and I would say, uh, you know, be mad about your customers. Try to understand what they need and work the backwards, not creating a product and then searching for customers. Um, in terms of the in terms of the strategy of the sort of locations of the charging stations, then yeah, uh, that that must be important. You must have done research in that, you know, where the best places to put the yes, w- yes. talk about we, that. Yeah, so basically, you know, for us it is very important that uh, the areas where we open these char- swapping stations, the e-rickshaws congregate near that area. They don't have to detour for a battery swap. So. You know, uh, an e-rickshaw who is moving from location A to B, if he has to go all the way three to four kilometers to swap a battery, uh, that's a, that's something we wanted to avoid. So before we open the station, our ground team goes for a, you know, on-ground survey where we find out the routes of the rickshaws, where they congregate, and what is the best location. And in that location, we, you know, find the dealer network. Excellent. Uh, yeah, you mentioned your co-founder. Um, how, how did how did you meet your co-founder? Uh, so we met through a common friend, actually. You know, um, Akshay was uh, you know already looking at this industry and was looking to go for a startup, and he had just uh, built up a battery technology. And I was also looking for some more impactful and a larger market to address. Where I happened to meet him through a common friend. So we almost spent like you know, a year together before starting the company. So, you know, we have a very st- good synergy where Akshay has a strength on the product side, the battery technology and the strategy. Mm. And I have been, an, you know, hands-on, on-ground person on execution, team building, marketing. What were your first impressions of your co-founder? Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a little difficult, you know. Uh, it's been a while we met. But yeah, uh, apparently what I saw as the first impression, like, you know, the guy was more uh, transparent and he didn't have any attitude. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was uh, like uh, a very transparent and simple guy. Oh, that's good. Good, good stuff. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. So, because you because you worked in the solar industry, because I, I thought that would have been like the, the bigger industry to be in. Neil, but uh, interestingly, you know, uh, when I was in solar, um, you know, I was pretty new. Right. And uh, uh, I was more. Uh, I actually missed the bus, and I would say an opportunity in solar where you know people were going on the Resco model with industries. So I could I missed that opportunity and I was more focused on building small projects. So uh, solar as an industry has grown, no doubt. But yes, we have missed few opportunities in that while we were in the industry. How, how does that make you feel that you missed missed that opportunity? Ah, uh, see, uh, it used to feel really bad actually uh, because I could have definitely built up a uh, with my positioning, I could have built up a very large company mm-hmm. in solar itself. But uh, that led me, uh, you know learn a lot of financial modeling and how to uh, visualize and how to see an industry and you know as a you know einstein says uh, imagination is more important than logic so i think i went more with the logic instead of the imagination that how an industry can shape up 
Mm. Oh, interesting insights there. Um, yeah, nearly finished now. Um, actually, where, where do you get your batteries from? Buying the batteries from an Indian company made in India, but we give them our own designs right. to manufacture. Uh, in terms of Tesla, what, what what do you think about what they're doing? Tesla is, you know, I think uh, it's one of these, I, uh, in, because of Tesla, the EV industry has actually come into the scenario. And, you know, what I believe how Tesla works, is like uh, their AI system, is brilliant. It's not a product company. It's a pure technology company. Have you have you driven a, an, an electric vehicle? I have driven an electric vehicle, but not Tesla. Right. What What was it like? I'm, I'm thinking of getting an electric car. So electric vehicle is, is you know it's it's really a pleasure to drive it because you know uh, uh, the whole experience. Uh, if you see uh, as as you there is no sound in the vehicle as and the whole you know as you speed up there is no you know suspension torque uh, is there so. The experience of driving electric is interesting, but yes, integration of the IT and the tech part will make the whole experience better, as the Tesla has been doing with their way. What's your management style like? Uh, are, you, are you a hands-on person, a hands-off person? I'm completely hands-on. You know, I'm. Uh, I completely, as I told you, the first thing what we build up was a, an excellent and great team, and uh, you know, we just uh, make the whole plans and let the professional and the team execute it. So that you know, we can more have a an overview on it, and you know, guide them in get, executing executing it better. And when you what, what do you look for when you're hiring people? Then what what qualities is it like? Someone who's got good old round skills, or someone who's got special special speciality skills? Uh, definitely. Firstly, we definitely see the speciality skill what we are hiring them because as of so accordingly, we uh, try to fill those gaps with those required skill sets uh, by the individuals. And uh, one very important thing definitely we see is a growth mindset. You know, Neil, uh, with a growth mindset, a guy will reach out to any person to get the work done and his focus will be definitely customers. How do you go about getting a growth mindset then? Is it something you already have inbuilt inside you or, you know, let's say I don't have a growth, growth mindset. How do I get that? See, firstly, if you have a team of 10 people, 10 if uh, even, you know, 70% is having a growth mindset, the rest three will adopt to that culture. And while we interview any individual, though we have a set of queries to find out, but yeah, you know, it's the first five or 10 minutes where you actually find out with that person's energy level, how he's behaving, that whether he fits, whether he'll fit into the culture, organization culture or not. So you, you can tell within five to 10 minutes? Absolutely. Wow. What questions do you ask? Frankly, it's more of a chit chat. It's nothing like a, a very structured, but yeah, uh, you know, uh, as I said, after the skill rounds are over, yeah. that's where I come into the scenario where, <laughs> I, I, you know, I try to understand, uh, you know, there are different type of people. If you see, even if when you guys, uh, we were in school, yeah. you know, there were guys who were backbenchers, there were guys who were frontbenchers, you know, people who are backbenchers, who have been hustling a lot, who have been able to, you know, went through a lot of heartbreaks and have been able to uh, do lots of ups and downs in their career. Other people who are able to manage these, you know, even the tough times and able to take the pressures while building a startup. So, so you you were the you were the bank banker at school then? Absolutely. Okay, great. <laughs> um, yeah. What sort of motivates you now then? My motivation is to one is definitely the growth, and when I say growth, see, um, I think. Uh, there cannot be a better impact or a social service than a business where you can create more and more jobs and impact more people. And luckily, we are into a business where apart from creating jobs, 
we are actually helping to build a better livelihood for our end consumer so you know that growth and working with a a super team is actually a a big motivation mm. building our targets really way higher uh than how what we can build so you know the bigger the target and the bigger the heartbeat so it keeps on moving ahead yeah 100% did did you raise finance for this or did, did you obviously you must have bootstrapped it at the start but have you have you got oh, finance from this we had been bootstrapped recently we had uh, you know uh, did a very small round of financing mm. with with some strategic financing i would say fundraising so now is that is that pressure on or pressure off now like now that you've you know you don't have to boot, bootstrap this now so so you know uh, we have been financially prudent while doing this you know uh, you know i neil i come from a typical marwari bania background so if i say if my business doesn't give a positive cash flow you know i don't think so i'm creating enough value for everyone so there was not that challenge of being a bootstrap if you are more prudent on the finance mm-hmm. what what sort of just for our listeners what what sort of bootstrap strategies worked for you then of course when you're bootstrap number one you are not uh, just riding the growth wave to you know please the valuation game in that number one uh, you are more focused or is on the product market fit the customer experience so you know the initial one and a half years we could spend very easily on the product market fit and the customer experience building that secondly you know it also helps you to become more financial uh, create that financial discipline within the organization you know any startup if it raises funds at the very initial stage trust me it uh, you know there is no financial discipline it spends a lot of uh, wrong uh, heads i would say do, do you think anyone can be an entrepreneur then do you have to be, you have to be, you have to be a backbencher to be an entrepreneur <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I mean, as I told you, it's just the growth mindset and the persistence. Mm. Uh, anyone can be an entrepreneur. Uh, is there any sort of books or blogs, uh, videos that helped you? You can recommend to our listeners. Yeah, uh, it does. Um, I am a daily, uh, you know, I am a reader of Bhagavad Gita. I think uh, that's the best book that can be read. Because obviously, we have listeners around the world who probably won't know what that is. Uh, just, just explain it for 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 those people. Yeah, I mean, you know, Bhagavad Gita is our you know, Hindu religion's uh, book, which is uh, you know scripture, which was uh, you know said by the God Himself. Uh, it doesn't talk about religion, but it definitely gives you. It's a way of life. It teaches you how to deal with people, how to deal with your work, uh, and you know it more talks about karma. So I think uh, you don't need any other book to read apart from that. Mm-hmm. No, definitely good, 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 uh, good answer. Um, um, what, what, what can go wrong then? It seems to be all going right at the moment. Getting drivers, getting charging stations, making money. The the startup business and the life is very fragile. And when I say fragile, the the reason being is tomorrow any company startup who is more funded with bigger funds can come and try to disrupt the business through its funding. So for you know a startup, uh, frankly, you know you don't get enough money initially, you know, until unless you really scale it up to a level. So building a startup uh, in such a fragile scenario is definitely a challenging. You know, we always have to be on our free uh, foot that the market scenario is changing, the technology is changing. So that's a constant challenge we have to face. One thing is like when you're talking about startups and everyone, you know, anyone going for a startup, startup, it's like it's more of a way of living. Yeah. Not the money or income that keeps you going, but the madness to deliver and the constant challenges. And it becomes a way of life. So one thing is sure, either you will win or you will learn. And you will keep learning until you keep winning. Kept you going in the early days. As I told you, it was more about, uh, you know, the uh, the product market fit, yeah. what we were more 
spending our time on you know um and it's actually you know one more interesting thing what happens is when you are alone in the market your pace of your pace is little slow i would say but as the competition gears up and situation more challenges comes up that is where you start you know speeding up in the game well what is the what is the clean what is the clean tech startup scene like in india then oh yeah uh, you know interestingly till uh, prior to electric vehicle industry growth it was not seen as a much uh, scalable or a big come uh, you know sector mm. a clean tech but electric vehicles have definitely you know put the focus of the entire finance industry into this uh, looking at this clean tech space yeah. you know as a future uh, right now one more thing neil uh, we are actually building up a, a very robust it infrastructure where our consumers will be able to pay per kilometer instead of paying per swap and you know they will be able to you know as per the discharge status of their batteries they will be you know able to route through the nearest swapping station so that is something our team we are building right now Wow, that sounds really exciting. That uh, Varun, uh, one last question for people who want more information on you and the business. Uh, what must they do? You know, our website is uh, www.echargeup.com. I'm available on uh, you know LinkedIn, yeah. and my email ID is Varun V A R U N dot Goenka G O E N K A at echargeup.com. Varun, absolutely fantastic to speak to you today, and I wish you all the best. Thanks a lot Neil. Uh thanks for having me. It was a really nice uh, connecting with you and I hope uh, your listeners enjoy this conversation. Awesome. Awesome stuff. Cheers mate. Thanks to Varun for coming on the show. Uh go to echarge.com for more information. Obviously if you're listening to this in a rickshaw, um, please tell your driver about this and obviously please leave a good tip as well. So that's the end of the show and I thank you for listening and supporting the podcast and I shall be back next week. Uh, if you're building something really exciting then please send me an email hello at neilbuntel.co or you can tweet at Indian Startup HH or you can go to facebook.com forward slash Indian Startup Show. Love to connect. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>